celebrate this life in all its richness to show new truth wherever it may lead us wherever it may lead us with open hearts this life in all its richness to show new truth wherever it may lead us Welcome, with welcome and open hearts, we welcome all who search. With open hearts, we welcome all who love to celebrate this life in all its richness, to show new truth wherever it may find us. Good morning, everybody, and welcome indeed to Kensington Unitarian's Sunday morning gathering here on Zoom. Welcome to those of you here in person this morning. Good to be with you all. And uh, welcome to those of you who may watch this service sometime in the future as a video. And welcome also to those of you who are reading this script or listening to our podcast. There are many ways to connect, aren't there? For those of you I've not met before, I'm Sarah Tinker. I've retired from full-time ministry and I'm enjoying chances like this to be with congregations that I know and love. Our theme today, it's called On the Path, Pilgrimage of the Heart. And we're exploring the idea of life itself as a spiritual journey for, for those of us who view existence through a lens of mystery, of wonder, and of gratitude. I wonder if these words written by Lynn Cox inspire you as they do me to explore this idea of life as a shared journey. And I wonder if any of her descriptions chime with your own experiences of life at present. This is Invitation to Join the Journey by Lynn Cox. Come, you accidental pilgrims, you who find yourselves on a journey of surprise and wonder. Come, you who emerge into this place as an act of liberation. Come, you who seek a life of mindfulness and a, a place to test your thoughts. Come, you who bring hearts of all kinds, heavy hearts, rusty hearts, hearts broken open in revelation, hearts full of love to share. Come, you who seek courage, and you who have more courage than you realize. Come, you who stand behind the curtain, gathering up the resources to claim your truth. Come, you who have felt uncertain, you who are poised for transformation. We begin our story again, gathering courage, love, mindfulness, and a sense of purpose. We gather as people of all ages, of different abilities and different backgrounds, different perspectives. We share our values of justice and kindness, a direction for our shared journey, and a commitment to encourage and challenge one another to spiritual growth. The path will ask much of us, 
let's move forward with love. Let us move forward with appreciation for one another. And let us move forward knowing that we are not alone. Whoever you are, whatever your gifts, you're welcome to join this journey. And our chalice flame is lit this morning, and its one flame connects us with progressive communities the world over. And it reminds us that we are one people living on one planet, connected by the spirit of life and love shining in you and me and in all that exists. I suggest we take what we've heard into a time of reflection and prayer now. This is a solstice prayer for all those who migrate. But we're here, aren't we? As the time of the summer solstice draws near here in the northern lands, time when the sun shines brightly down upon us and our days are long and warm sometimes too warm. The sun, source of all life here on earth, shining down upon all of us, giving light to each and every human being. Through our life experiences and our fortunes in life, they differ so very greatly. We know that millions of people have moved across the surface of our planet this year for so many reasons. So let us pray for all who migrate. Here in this world of form and matter where, where all beings move towards pleasure and away from pain, when all creatures seek to survive and prosper, let us pray for all who make journeys of migration. Let's honor the adventurous spirit that pushes people to seek better situations for them and their families. Surely we know that spirit within ourselves. It is with humility, acknowledge the fear and desperation that forces some people to leave their beloved homelands and seek places of refuge, of safety, of liberty and justice in other lands where People speak a different language and may not always be welcoming. And may we never forget those who are trapped by warfare, by poverty, by, by tyrannical regimes. Let's never forget those who simply cannot make a new life for themselves. And may we never forget to be grateful for the freedoms of our own lives that we might support all those who seek greater freedom to be who they truly are. May all migrants be blessed, and may all migrants be greeted with compassion. Let us also remember those who journey for spiritual purpose, those who leave their everyday lives behind to step out into the unknown, those who step out in faith, trusting themselves to the great spirit, the God of their hearts and understanding, seeking new insights through chance encounters. May all pilgrims be blessed. 
And this day, let us direct our thoughts, our prayers to all who make journeys out of choice or necessity. To all who offer hospitality or who risk their own lives, helping others along the way. To share a moment of silence. Our spirit of love, guide us in ways to give life the shape of justice and compassion this day and all days. And may our own journeys through life, our own steps along the path, may they be for the greater good of all. And to that aspiration, let us join in saying, if we so wish, Amen. So may it be. So we're going to sing our first hymn now. This is um, it's quite newly written by Unitarian friends, uh, David Kent and uh, Leanne Mitchell. Got a lovely tune and uh, it's based on the famous pilgrimage route, which leads pilgrims to the burial place of St. James, uh, Spain's uh, patron saint in Santiago de Compostela with uh, traditions uh, reaching back to the ninth century Medieval pilgrims would carry a wooden staff and wear scallop shells. And the scallop shells point the direction along the route. The shells identify the pilgrims and they bring a sense of connection. The Compostela, it's um, like a passport that pilgrims get stamped to show their progression. And Compostela can be uh, translated at times as field of stars. And it's that image field of stars that this hymn explores. So feel free to join in if you want, we'll all be safely muted, or simply sit back and enjoy the tune and the lyrics which will appear on your screen. Field of stars. Scalloped sun shells guide their path Fishermen sign to pilgrim souls Stop in hand, they walk in faith They walk in faith Santiago, Santiago James of Compostela, Santiago, Santiago, Compostela, field of stars. I cannot hug your plaster form. Kiss your cape for holy gain My pilgrimage is of the heart It's of the heart Santiago, 
hopeful hearts and living limbs Revive and bless your ancient bones A lifetime's journey to the light To the light Santiago Santiago, sweet St. James of Compostela. Santiago, Santiago, Compostela, field of stars, Compostela. The Spanish word Camino translates as path or road or way. And it's also used to denote this ancient pilgrimage path that led the faithful across France and Portugal to the Spanish city of Santiago de Compostela. It's a testing journey requiring faith and endurance, as well as the kindness and hospitality of strangers along the way. In this poem I'm going to read, called Camino, written by modern poet David White, he describes one pilgrim's journey, motivated by personal loss to the on the Camino route, a path where people may both lose and find their sense of self. The way forward, the way between things, the way already walked before you, the path disappearing and reappearing, even as the ground gave way beneath you. The grief, apparent only in the moment of forgetting. Then the river, the mountain, the lifting song of the skylark inviting you over the rain-filled pass when your legs had given up. And after, it would be dusk and the half-lit villages in evening light. Other people's homes glimpsed through lighted windows and inside other people's lives. Your own home you had left crowding your memory as you looked to see a child playing or a mother moving from one side of a room to another, your eyes wet with the keen, cold wind of Navarre. But your loss brought you here to walk under one name, and one name only, and to find the guise under which all loss can live. Remember, you were given that name every day along the way. Remember, you were greeted as such, and treated as such, and you needed no other name. 
other people seemed to know you even before you gave up being a shadow on the road and came into the light. Even before you sat down, broke bread and drank wine, wiped the wind tears from your eyes. Pilgrim, they called you. Pilgrim, they called you again and again. Pilgrim. Thank you, Harold. A beautiful poem, beautifully read. We're moving into the meditative time of our service now. Um, that, that image of, of a journey, it's such a key image, isn't it, for, for humanity? It, it, I think there's a, a traveller's spirit in many of us, though, though our lives may stay mostly in one place, yet we know what travelling can bring. We're drawn to the path, to the way, as a way of exploring ourselves, as well as exploring the terrain that the path leads us through. We learn through exploration, through our encounters with the unknown, encounters with the unfamiliar or the strange. And in our lives as travellers, we don't always get to choose where we travel. Life brings us difficulties as well as delights, and oh, we may wish our road in life had taken a different turn at some points. Sometimes the track is too demanding, the gradient too steep. We may need assistance from our fellow travellers. So in our time of meditation now, we've some music played for us beautifully by Peter Crockford. This is Handel's Siciliana which is based on an old Italian dance tune. And we have photos of tracks, of paths, of places of pilgrimage. The music lasts about three minutes and then we'll have two minutes of uh, silence together with a final image on the screen. And the final image is of a sculpture to be found at the very end of the Camino on the far uh, western coast beyond Compostela the far northwest of Spain, where pilgrims take off their worn boots and treasure their scallop shells, symbols of the journey that they have completed as they stare out to the Atlantic Ocean stretching beyond them. So let's ready ourselves for a time of meditation. And, and I wonder what these images of the pilgrim path will stimulate for you. Let's ready ourselves now for this time of meditation on the path, life as pilgrimage.
there's, um, there's an old Hasidic story about the child of a rabbi who, who used to wander in the woods. And at first his father let him wander, but then over time he became concerned. The woods were potentially dangerous. Uh, the father wasn't sure what might be lurking there. So he decided to discuss the matter with the child. He took him aside and said, you know, I've noticed that each day you walk into the woods. I wonder, why do you go there? And the boy said to his father, I go there to find God. Mm, a very good thing, replied the father gently. I'm glad you're searching for God, but my child, don't you know that God is the same everywhere? Yes, the boy answered, God is the same everywhere, but I'm not. The little child felt differently in the woods. And I reckon many of us probably have special places, favourite spots or landscapes that we go to. Places where maybe we feel different. Places where we are able to connect. Connect with ourselves again, perhaps. Connect with that which is meaningful to us. Places where we might be able to get things in perspective or places where new insights are more likely to emerge. Because when we speak of pilgrimage, it doesn't have to be a great journey. Some pilgrimages are small in steps, but perhaps mighty in their effect on us. There are times when we make space for something other than the ordinary, other than routine. And it takes effort, courage even, to make times for ourselves, isn't it, sometimes? It takes commitment to go to the woods or the garden or the church or favorite spot. I hope we all get to visit our own special places from time to time. I've just spent a few weeks away in northern Spain and Portugal. It's an area I visited uh, many years ago, but what surprised me this time was just how many people we encountered were following the old Camino pilgrimage routes, walking for weeks, months even, and eventually arriving in the cathedral city of Santiago de Compostela, visiting the shrine of St. James. Are these pilgrims, they're a motley bunch, and hasn't it always been thus that pilgrimage calls to different people in different ways? Different ages, different levels of fitness, different styles of walking, certainly different uh, styles of clothing, and very different reasons for walking, I imagine. It was a surprise to see how many still use the traditional wooden staff to help them on their way as pilgrimages of, of, as pilgrims of the Middle Ages would have. And that concept of pilgrimage is found in all of the world's religions, traveling to a shrine or some other special place in order to connect with a higher power, to seek healing or other assistance in medieval Europe, pilgrimage was a highly organized aspect of religious life, a required method of uh, doing penance for one's sins and receiving eternal salvation. It's interesting that the um, idea of pilgrimage is still so very popular in our more secular times. Let's think of what a pilgrimage requires of a pilgrim and why that might attract people. A pilgrimage is, is a time set aside from the everyday, from the mundane routine of our lives. 
pilgrimage may offer adventure, new vistas, new experiences, a chance to be different from the person we've long known ourselves to be. I've known more than one friend set off on a pilgrimage and find themselves needing to send stuff home in the post. Don't most of us carry more than we need, both in reality and metaphorically? Walking a certain distance with a backpack, well, that brings that weight of the baggage we're carrying into our conscious awareness. Pilgrims learn to prepare for their journey and travel light. Take only what you really need. On a pilgrimage, we're encouraged to be open to encounters of all sorts, to let the journey affect us and to engage with whoever and whatever comes our way. And through these encounters and through the traveling, we're creating an opportunity for new insights to emerge. Though that transformation may not be immediate, possibly weeks or even years later, a new perspective may come from the time when we set off on the path. On pilgrimage, we can learn from the challenges. We may recognize the tests that life brings us as stages on the journey, as obstacles to be surmounted that may indeed break us and yet paradoxically bring us new strengths. The poem called Camino that we heard earlier on, written by David White, it, it describes a, a pilgrimage used to transition from one phase of life to another. Pilgrimage is a way to come to terms with loss in life. Pilgrimage is an opportunity to drop a previous identity and to wait for a new identity to develop, to emerge. Joseph Campbell, the much-loved uh, professor of literature and explorer of the world of mythology, he wrote that we must be willing to let go of the life that we had so that the life that is waiting for us may be experienced. Pilgrimage is a letting go of the familiar and it requires of us trust. Trust in the unknown path that lies before us and trust in our own capabilities to deal with whatever we find on the path ahead. That's faith and there are no guarantees. The future becomes the present though with every step we take. On pilgrimage, as in life itself, we journey, don't we, both alone and together. Nobody completes the same pilgrimage, though the path may look identical on the map. And though the destination is important, as it was to our ancestors in the Middle Ages, yet, yet most of us in life, as on pilgrimage, come to realize that it's the journey, not the destination that matters most. The path, our daily lives, they are our temple and our sacred shine, shrine. Greek poet Constantine Kafathi's poem, Ithaca, describes this understanding so beautifully. It's a long poem, I'm just going to read a few extracts from it, but it's worth looking out if you've not come across it before. When you set out on your journey to Ithaca, pray that the road is long, full of adventure, full of discovery. Always keep Ithaca fixed in your mind. To arrive there is your ultimate goal. Do not hurry the voyage. It's better to let it last for many years and to anchor at the island when you are old, rich with all you have gained on the way. 
not expecting that Ithaca will offer you riches. Ithaca has given you the beautiful voyage. Without her, you would have never taken to the road, but she has nothing more to give you. And if you find her poor, Ithaca has not deceived you. Wise as you have become, with so much experience, you must surely have understood by then what Ithaca means. Lovely poem by uh, Constantine Kafafi. I know that some of you have been on pilgrimages and I look forward to hearing tales of your journeys to Canterbury, Jerusalem, to places in India, Lourdes, Santiago, Walsingham, and to some of the places of pilgrimage that are not owned by any one religion, the, the distant waterfalls, mountain tops, old forests revered by people of ancient times. And some of us will never make these traditional journeys, and yet pilgrimage is still possible as a way of thinking about our life journey as a journey of discovery in which we are challenged and brought up short and heartwarmingly encouraged and inspired at times by those we meet along the way. These might be called pilgrimages of the heart. Even in life's most adverse circumstances, we can embark on an inner journey with our body and our inner felt senses as the terrain to explore. We can contemplate the quality of our relationship with ourselves and with the world in which we live and with the companions we meet along the path. Whether we stub our toe on a mountain track or whilst getting out of the shower in the morning, there's a message awaiting for us if we choose to listen out for it. But pilgrimages, like life, they usually hurt at some point. They rarely go quite as we planned and they hold fresh perspective for us if we can stay open to receive them. So, buon camino, everybody. Greetings on the journey. And we get to sing another hymn now. We're all going to be muted so uh, we can wake the neighbours if we want to. And we're going to be singing the Pilgrim's Hymn that tells of hobgoblins and foul fiends. And we're pleased to have been able to change its originally gendered language to include everyone. Uh, this is a recording from our church in Kensington, and you'll hear me faffing about at the beginning with the seating. So let's enjoy this old Pilgrim Hymn with words originally written by John Bunyan.
So time for some announcements uh, now. Thanks always to our technical support crew who make these services happen. Thanks today to John Davis and Janine Powell and to Harold Lorenzelli for our reading and to Peter Crockford and David Kent for music. Uh, the congregation has various small group activities during the week, both online and in person, for you to meet up. Coffee morning is online at 10.30 on Wednesday. There are some places left for our heart and soul gatherings, that's Sunday evenings and Friday evenings at 7pm. And this week's theme is gratitude. And there's still a chance to book to join us. Uh, the West London Green Spirit Group Summer Solstice Gathering is on Tuesday this coming week at 7pm. Uh, please email because you'll need the Zoom link for that one or have a chat after the service. Um, In-person happenings. There is um, a choir, many voices, a singing for fun group, primarily for the LGBTQ plus community, but allies are also very welcome to join them. This is run by Marilisa Vakazanu, who most of you know for her musical offerings on Sundays. Uh, their next meeting will be on Sunday the 26th of June at 1.30, and that's half price entry for congregation members. Uh, the poetry group is meeting again, in person on the uh, 6th of July, that's the Wednesday in the first week of July, 7pm, get in touch with David, Marianne or Brian to know up more, to know more and sign up for that. And they're all with us today. And uh, you perhaps have heard that our music scholar cellist, Abby Lerimier, is holding a concert at the church on Tuesday, the 5th of July. Everybody's really welcome for that. And our national Unitarian organisation has a place on this year's London Pride March. That's Saturday, the 2nd of July. And so we're all uh, welcome to go and join them, but they need to let to know that we're uh, coming for that. Uh, next Sunday's service is both in church, in person uh, and here on Zoom. So two ways to join us. And that will be led by our ministry coordinator, Jane Blackhall. And the congregation, of course, very much has a life beyond Sunday morning. So we're encouraging everyone to keep in touch, look out for each other and do what you can to nurture supportive connections. And all of this information goes out in the Friday email as well, doesn't it? So um, we'll move now towards our closing words. You might like to uh, switch your device to gallery view so you get a sense of our community if you can do that on uh, your device. And I'm extinguishing our chalice flame, but not the warmth of this community. Let's take that out back into a world where so many people on the path are in need of our love and our assistance. There is a Buddhist saying when when you are in doubt about where you are meant to be, look down at your feet. In the week that lies ahead, let us stay awake to where we are, to what our current surroundings and our stage of the journey requires of us. And stay awake to our fellow travelers for all may reveal the precious insights we need to make more of this gift of life. And if in doubt about where we are meant to be, let's look down at our feet. For feet remind us we are on the path of life, we pilgrims of the heart.
Amen. Go well, everyone, and blessed be.